0: Greetings, family, and welcome to The Journey Continues, the Cities United podcast. My name is Anthony Smith, and I'll be your host each month as we take this journey together to reimagine public safety. Cities United is a national network that supports mayors, community leaders, and young leaders from all across the country who are committed to creating safe, healthy, and hopeful communities for young Black men and boys and their families. On each episode, you will hear from key stakeholders from throughout our network who will help us examine the issues that impact young black men and boys' lives, while also helping us identify key solutions and best practices that will help us reimagine public safety and truly create spaces that are safe, healthy, and hopeful for all. that over, I want to thank you all for tuning in to this month's The Journey Continues podcast. My name is Anthony Smith, Executive Director with Cities United and your host for this conversation. Today we have with us Monica Brown who is a team member here at Cities United for us to have an important conversation around donor and transplants. Uh, And this is a transplant month. Is it National Transplant Month? It's National Donate Life Month. National Donate Life Month. And we really wanted to spend some time talking to our community around what does it mean to be a donor? What does it mean to be a recipient? of an organ and how does that play out in the black community? So again, we want to spend time with Monica Brown and Monica's great at uh, introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who she is, what she does, uh, and then also help us define how she defies public safety. So really excited that you're here, Monica. Thank you for taking time to have this conversation with you. Can you introduce yourself to our network? Tell them who you are, what you do, uh, and then define your public safety in your view.
1: OK, I'm um, honored to be here. Honored that you would uh, consider uh, this topic important um, for, for our uh, communities of color, our Black communities. Um, but I'm Monica Brown, and I serve with Cities United uh, right now as the fiscal administrator. Uh, been with Cities United for two years, um, have worked with uh, uh, our amazing executive director, years past, uh, in community, um, but excited to, to be a part of an organization that, uh, strives to, uh, better the landscape for, uh, our young black, uh, men and boys and, and, and their families and, and communities. Um, this mission is, is very important to me. Um, First and foremost, I am a mother of uh, two black sons, two uh, uh, young adults, uh, black men, and I am the grandmother of three uh, teenage boys. And so uh, everything concerning them is important. Um, And when I think of uh, public safety, um, I think of opportunities, I think of uh, uh, equity uh, for all uh, within black communities, but specifically for uh, our black men. Uh, I understand the struggle um, just because of, of, of who they are, um, the barriers, the unseen barriers, right? That um, they face and so uh, public safety, for me is eliminating those barriers uh, where uh, all families, all individuals, all communities can thrive and be their very best Um, and be healthy, right? Um, Healthy and whole. Um, And that is um, about access um, to whatever uh, the needs might be. And those needs will differ. And they are similar Um, you know, across the landscape of um, our blackness.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for that. And really excited to have you here. And I don't know if y'all heard us say I'm the fiscal uh, administrator for now at this moment. <laughs> uh, Monica's had a couple of positions inside the Cities United in the last two years, and she knows, just like the rest of the world, we shift and we change and we use folks uh, with their best skills in the best places uh to make sure that the organization is moving so you know that's that's a that's a trend at cities united so i'm thankful that folks uh understand and roll with uh again you know we wanted to have this conversation again this is national one more time for me monica
1: it's
0: national donate life month national donate life month uh, and monica was sharing some stats that she'll probably get into later around how we as a black community need to make sure that we're donors and making sure that we show up and that we uh, support our community with these life-saving opportunities. Uh, So talk to us a little bit, Monica, you had a heart attack uh, a few years ago. Uh, Can you talk to us about what you were doing when you had it? Was it, did did you know you had heart issues? Uh, And and just walk us through what was going on when when all that happened and what you were into.
1: So, Yeah, at the time I was, I was, um, heavy, uh, in, in my community work, uh, you know, working, um, at that time as a consultant with several different organizations, uh, doing a lot of grant writing and, and uh, program development, um, didn't know I had heart issues. In fact, I was, I was, tra- uh, training for the mini marathon that we have here in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, it's an annual, um, uh, you could do the marathon or the mini. Um, and so the mini is 13.2 and the, the uh, full marathon is 26 miles. And so I was training for that, had done it before. Um, so uh, you a mini
0: marathon runner and you were training for a marathon and did not have any idea that you had heart issues.
1: Didn't have any idea. And, uh, f- and so was coming from the gym one, one evening and... Um, uh, Uh, February of uh, 2016 coming from the gym and thought I was having muscle spasms right and so pulled over um, to uh, the side of the road uh, thinking the muscle spasms would pass and so they didn't they did not Um, where were you
0: having those muscle spasms at
1: uh, across my shoulders Across my service. shoulders, across my shoulders, and um, after several minutes, and they didn't pass. I knew what was happening, and you know, you might ask, you know, why? And, and it's just funny because uh, one of the last startups that I I was involved in was a healthcare center right Mm. and so it was uh addressing the need for primary care um in a medically underserved neighborhood which a black community here in Louisville and so um you know it was all about healthy food and, and 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 access um but it happened and um, so I realized I was having a heart attack and I actually tried to get out of my car. This may say a little bit about my personality. He tried to get out of my car and walk to a corner store to get a baby aspirin. Um, I wasn't by myself. I was with my cousin. Uh, but at that point she had became useless to me. Uh, when I, you know, I let her know that I'm, I'm having a heart attack. And so couldn't I do that? Fell to the ground. And um, I just looked at her and said, call 911. Right.
0: Um,
1: Two days later after that, um, I'm waiting for my discharge paperwork. Yeah, they kick you out real quick. Um, (laughs) But I'm waiting for my discharge paperwork, fully dressed. And I, I crashed and had a second heart attack. Wow. And so it was... Did you have
0: surgery between that or was it... How did... Uh, what happened when the first one... What took place? So when the first
1: place? one, they put stents, um, okay. uh, a tubing to open up the arteries. Um, they determined that I had two arteries, um, uh, one main and then an offshoot that were over 80% blocked.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so um, no uh, 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 symptoms no, you know, doing fine. Um, and so they put a stent, um, they stent both of the arteries to open them up to, to help the blood flow. And so that the two days later when I, I crashed and they actually had to, um, bring me back to life. They had to, wow. um, uh, paddle me back. Um, or as my youngest son said, uh, they had to put the jumper cables on me. And so, <laughs> um, and in a nutshell, that's what they did. And so, but what that did was sent me into ultimate heart failure. Wow. And, um, the medication that they typically give you for heart failure, heart disease, everything they gave me, they tried many different cocktails. Um, everything they gave me caused me to get worse. Hmm. And, um, yeah. And so fast forward, um, uh, March um they put me on completely uh on on complete bed rest and said you need to be still
0: because you keep you you in the hospital I send you home
1: they sent me home initially um but told me there was nothing they could nothing else they could do for me or try for me um and I could fall over dead at any moment. Wow.
0: Did they put you on the list for a heart transplant at that time or no?
1: Not so. The, the cardiologist referred me then to the heart failure clinic. Okay. And then with that is when, um, they determined that I was a candidate for a heart transplant and went straight to the list, went straight to the top of the list. Um, here in Louisville, uh, Uh, But it turned out I I, I had my transplant in Lexington. Mm -hmm. I had so, it got to the point where the folks here in Louisville didn't know what to do with me. (laughs) And so, again, that says something about my personality, right? And so, um, it turned out I had a clotting disorder. Mm. And so, everything, every tubing, everything they tried to connect to me caused blood clots. Wow. Wow. And so they put me on a heart, on a heart pump machine to help my heart pump. And, um, I woke up in, in ICU, uh, with tubes everywhere. Cause I had blood clots all through, throughout my body. And, um, yeah. And so they, they determined, um, I was too risky for them. Wow. Um, really? and so a friend of mine, um, uh, uh Found out about the program in Lexington, and so for Lexington, it was run of the mill. They, they, you know, I was not risky. And so, 19 days later, after I landed in Lexington, they came in and they told me that they had a heart for me. But one of the things that's crucial, and it's it's the reason why I championed this within the Black community, is that they told me it was a perfect match. Right. And in order for them to do that, um, it, it, it means that my donor, um, was a black female. She had the same blood type, similar body size and, and, and weight. Um, and so again, something that might speak to my personality, everything that could happen with a transplant that could go wrong with a transplant, right? The doctors there were amazing. And so they told us, you know, the, the uh, coulda, woulda, you know, the things that might happen. But they also told us what they would do. And so all those things that they said could happen, happened for me. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> um, and so they, they almost expected rejection. Mm. And so six years later, I'm here to say I've not had any rejection.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And and I think, you know, I don't, and I think, you know, so the wild thing about this, we were preparing to talk, you know, I was in DC last week and we, on Friday was actually the day, the national day for donate life. Right. Uh, And I was talking to a guy from a foundation, and he was saying to me, I hadn't seen him in two years. And he said, you know, I had been through, he said I had to get a heart transplant, he had to get a liver transplant, and what? he had to get a kidney transplant. Uh, and this guy, uh, he was talking about his process. He's like, you know, and I was up, He they said they, they had me up walking in two days. I was, you know, he had been really moving. And I think, you know, part of this is the, the unawareness of all that it takes. And I also have a friend, who has gotten a kidney transplant and then a couple of other transplants and uh, it was fighting, you know, and he just told me all the medications he's gotta take and how many times a day. And I just, I think we're just so under informed about what this is, how many people in our community are impacted by this and all of that. And I wanna get into that, but I wanna go back to a thing that you said too, that your donor happened to be a perfect match. And we were talking about this earlier that it takes all kinds of us to be in the uh, in the pool for folks to get what they need, right? So can you talk a little bit more about what a perfect match means and how that aligns and why you advocate that folks really check their license and check their ID as they wanna be a donor and talk to their family about this because it's the importance of it. So you talk a little bit more about this perfect match and what it looks like. Right, right,
1: right. So, so race to race, right? Race to race. Uh, increases uh, uh, the probability of a successful transplant, right? And it decreases um, uh, chances for rejection. Um, And so uh, while um, uh, Black folks, uh, people of color, we are high in number, uh, we make up about 30. um, And in fact, I just looked at anywhere between 30 and 40 percent of those waiting for a life-saving organ, right? Yeah. Um, but we are the lowest on the number to be registered, um, and so um, uh, here in Kentucky, it's it's you know when when we get our uh, our license for the first time. In fact, you can become a donor uh, at the age of sixteen. Right. Um, and so it, it can be done that way, but you can also do it online um, at Donate Life uh, for Kentucky's Donate Life Ky org. Um, for uh, national, it is uh, Donate Life right? Yeah, and sure. and you can do it right online. Um, mm-hmm. There for every state, there is a um, organization. Um, that helps to facilitate uh, donation, right? With the medical community um, and, and work with families on both sides of, of the uh, spectrum of, of, of transplant. So the donor family and the, don- uh, the recipient, right? Um, and, and I will say the group here, CODA, uh, Kentucky, Oregon donor affiliates and tr- partnered with Trust for Life, uh, which is our, our county clerk's office here uh, which is where you you do the registration. Right. You can get registered when you get your license for the first time, or when you get uh, you go for a renewal.
0: Once uh, you do it once, you're always on the list. Every you're time always I license, on the list. do it, I don't have to redo it. Right? It just stays there.
1: It it stays there. Um, but what's most important is 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 not only getting registered, but telling your family about your wishes. Okay. Right. Because um, um, you know, God forbid, if anything happens. Uh, your family can say no, it, um, and so it's important to share um, uh, your wishes, you know, with your loved ones what um, uh, you want to happen. For me, and I know, you know, some might say, "Well, well, you're on the side of 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 getting the heart," um, but I've been on the other side, right, where the medical community came in and and asked me right. um, uh, for a a very very dear friend. About uh, organ donation, um, and so I, I, I've seen the process from 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 both sides, and
0: uh, were you a donor too? or you were asked to be a donor?
1: Well, I no. So I, I was registered you know, as a donor, which I'm glad, of course, you you know, you never think you'd be the one to need it, but, but I was already registered. Uh, you know, my mind was, if there's anything that I can, that, that, that can help someone else when I'm leaving this world, Absolutely. um, yeah, let's do it, you know, go for it. I, I, can't take it with me as we talked about earlier. Um, and so there are, um, uh, 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 yeah. So, just the, the whole goal is 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 to get registered. Um and the probability of you even becoming a donor is less than one percent. And, and, and so that's why it's important. That's why I champion just uh, uh, educating uh, because as you know, there's a lot of myths right, right. That, 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 that we've been told that we assume uh, when it comes to uh, uh, organ donation and transplant, you know, they're harvesting organs and, and they're not going to take care of me if, if, if I'm registered. All of those things are myths. In fact, the, the the medical team that's taking care of you, if you're in the hospital, The medical team that's taking care of you have no idea that you are registered as a donor. And um, again, as I was saying earlier, there is a... So you have to be declared brain dead. Right. But your organs are still functioning to even be a viable donor, right? And so it it is at that point that the, the doctors declare an individual brain dead that then they have permission to ask the question
0: Uh, when you're when they when that happens is there a system that they check to see if you're in that system or do they ask the family
1: uh, they ask the family um if that person was a a a organ donor and so if the family says "I, i don't know then the the medical uh team would say are you willing and then at that point they go and check the um um Uh, There's a system that the um, organizations can check into, you know, we don't have access to it. um, Because uh, uh, there's a medical team that's associated with with organ donation It's not just people sitting at the desk. So um, uh, like Kentucky, there are teams of medical teams throughout Kentucky, the different counties um, that when they receive a call from a hospital, then uh, the matching process starts to see yeah to see and so they request information um and begin at that time and and that's why it's so so important to tell your family members
0: yeah so i want to go back to a point you made but i, I do want to just uh, elevate what you just said there you all this is a conversation to have with your family just like you will with any afterlife conversation right what do you want this to be uh, and we again you heard monica say of the wait list there's 30 to 40 percent folks that look like us there's black folks waiting to to receive a life uh, saving uh, organ and there's not enough of us on the list uh, a lot of us pass without saying yes to that and we need to do better uh, because again it's a way for you to help carry out your legacy it's a way for you to help families survive uh, uh it's a hard conversation to have we know uh but we do all know that we're going to go one day. So how do, how we go is important and what we leave behind is important. So remember that number 30 to 40% of those who are on the waiting list look like you look like your mama, look like your daddy, look like your sons and your kids. Uh, and if you know that you have healthy organs and, and, and are willing to please get on the registry, get on the list and register. Uh, where were you when you got the call that there was a heart for you? And, and what was the process to get you to the place to then get that heart, right? Were you at home? Were you in the hospital? Because I know. I,
1: I, I was in the hospital. And so okay. I, went, I went into the hospital here um, in Louisville um, in April. And I never left again until uh, August actually september 2nd wow from april to september and so um i was here in in louisville and then i was transferred to lexington via ambulance and so uh found out about um a young guy and i'm calling him young because he's the same age as i am um
0: I dig it. Uh, so, well,
1: let's go. Uh, right, right, right. And so I've read a story, a friend of mine, um, a childhood friend, longtime friend, uh, doing research on, you know, transplants because her friend has to have a transplant and mm. a heart transplant. So she's online and she comes across this story of a guy who um, had a double transplant, had a heart and uh, kidney transplant
0: Heart and kidney?
1: Heart and kidney, and from Louisville, right? From Louisville, and uh, the irony, not the irony, but but this guy had the same blood clotting issues as I did. This guy (laughs) I went to high school with. What? This guy, so... Prior to me um, going in the hospital in April and never returning, right? <laughs> um, when when the doctors first put me on, total bed rest sent me home, you know, told me to just uh, take it easy, check my blood pressure every couple hours. Um, um, I was staying, I went to stay with my dad. My dad's home is all on one level. Uh, and at the time, the house I was in is uh, multi-level. So staying with him, he tells me, Monica, a friend of my son, had a double transplant, blah, 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 blah. My response to him was, okay, get me connected to him, because they've already started having this conversation with me about transplant. Get me connected to him so I can ask some questions, because this is just, uh, I'm not supposed to be in this place, right? right? Um, Well, that conversation never happened, because I went in and never returned back out so it turned out that this was that guy you
0: know that uh, you never returned out until you got your new heart
1: yes yes and so <laughs> i was there yes um because
0: <laughs> we're talking to you now so you made it out. yes
1: yes yes six years later right six years later, <laughs> um, later. six years later but the guy that the article was about was was my dad's friend son what so we went to high school together. He had the same blood clotting issues that I did, that I do. Um, and 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 he was, he was, he was at, he was knocking at death's door. Wow. And. Um, he's still with us? He is still with us. And he went to Lexington. Mm. Successful transplant. And so it was that story that my friend found. And so she sent it to me and, and did
0: not know all those connections and 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 and,
1: and out, well when I, when she sent me the story online you know I'm, I'm looking at my cell phone again my personality in I see you right I was so uh I mean I see you you know I'm not going out without a fight Anthony you know so <laughs> uh but I'm reading the story and so I read it and then I called my dad and I said well, is your friend's name, you know, this? And he said, yes. And I said, well, I'm just reading a story about his son and he's got this, this, the same things, this, this, this. So fast forward, I show the article to the folks at the hospital. And 24 hours later, I was in the back of the ambulance headed to Lex. Yeah. And then 19 days after that, I arrived in Lexington um, uh, you know it's just, I arrived in Lexington on my oldest son's birthday. Mm. And so uh, that was our birthday present because it was at that point that we knew everything was going to be okay. Wow. Everything was going to be okay.
0: You know, when you listen and you have these conversations and you hear these stories, you just never know what folks are going through, have been through uh, and, and what it is you know that helps them continue to be here and move and I think you know part of this conversation for us uh during this month right it's really around and it's beyond this month right this is just awareness month to really get folks to really champion and move but you know how do we make sure that this is a conversation that we're having in the black community more often right you know Cities United focuses in as you know around a homicide and shooting reductions, but the ultimate goal is to create safe, healthy and hopeful communities. For right. Black men and boys and their families. And this is one of those conversations that we just don't have uh, and we need to have. So as we get to, you know, as we continue to think about this, right, what are, as, as you talk to folks, right, and you champion this, what are the key takeaways you want folks to hear, right? What is it that you want folks to walk away from this conversation and other conversations and, and what's the action steps you want them to do?
1: So, so, so the takeaway is, um, as you said, you know, we are addressing, you know, homicides, uh, within black communities. And, and again, I go back to why this mission is is so important to me. Um, and so in our dying, we can give life and you use the word legacy right? And so there's so, we already have so much pain in our community. Um, and the joy and the blessing that can come out of it. I've, I I actually had the opportunity of meeting a mom who said yes to organ donation for her 18-year-old son who had just graduated from high school. And was shot mm. the day leaving the graduation party. Wow! And she said yes to it, organ donation, and um, I, I met the recipient. Right, and so in all of that pain, the joy. Right, uh, and so when we think of hopeful communities. Um, and i'm not i'm not diminishing uh one single bit uh the pain that that we feel uh because as you know i ha- i've i've been on the yeah. the the other side of our mission right um so many uh, <laughs> uh more times than i would like to you know think about but but it's the truth and so acknowledging that not not diminishing the pain but uh the legacy of hope and love, um, and the, the joy and the peace that it can bring—that I've seen it bring to that family that yeah. says yes to organ donation. Right? It's not going to take the 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 uh, uh, you know them missing their loved one. It's not, but it but it eases the sting right. when they can see the beauty that can come out of their loved one's life.
0: Yeah
1: um, um uh, one of the things um, that i say is you know in our dying we can um h- express the greatest gift of love right mm-hmm. and that's giving life um but to your you know why do i champion it you know there's so many myths um that 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 we have you know just recently um, I was at the YMCA because I am training again to do that mini marathon. Okay, look at you. And so it won't be this year.
0: That's so good. It's coming. Um,
1: but I now have it um, made up in my mind, and so. When you run,
0: what are you planning next year?
1: Yes, yes. So I'm slow walking my my my, my training, um, and it took a minute to, you know, get through the mental side of that. Uh, because I was training when I had a heart attack right and yeah. so when we think about the trauma <laughs> so yeah, yeah 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 so uh, this sister has had to work through some stuff and so we're there <laughs> um but forgot my point
0: What's okay. <laughs> So, the myths. so the myths. the Yeah. So the
1: myths that 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 we hold. You know, um, uh, my faith uh, doesn't believe in organ donation. Um, I'm getting cremated. It, it's going to impact how my family wants to honor me. None of that is true. Right. None of that in true, is true. true. In fact, that organization within that city uh, and or state goes out of their way. To make sure that that loved one is honored the way the family wants to honor it, um, you know, honor them, honor their lives, and so um, because they, um, yeah, all of that is done in 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 such a way with dignity, right? Um, and so a family can still honor their loved one. They're not going to take care of me. The medical, if I get sick, they're going to let me die. That is not true. The medical community, uh, the doctors have no idea, um, um, that, that, that you're registered as an organ donor
0: right.
1: until that point comes again. Like I said, you have to be declared brain dead with, with your organs still functioning to even become a, a organ donor, um. And, you know, and so just dispelling those myths is uh, my goal, right? And so I I remember just recently sharing that with a a young man at the gym. He took off running from me initially when, when, you know, when I started talking about it. And I said, hey, 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 again, (laughs) to my personality, Um, uh, you know, why are you you running away? (laughs) Uh, You know, why are you running away? And he paused to tell me all of the things that he heard. Mm. And so, of course, you know, here I am and I'm giving him the information um, and I'm a recipient. He goes upstairs to the weight area. And less than I, when he finished working out, he came back down, hunted me down, and said there was a guy upstairs who shared his side of the organ donation process as a, a donor family. Mm. And so he said, I want to get registered. And so I had uh, uh, one of those QR codes that you can just click on right there, and bam, you're registered, right? Simple as that. And then you tell your family. Right. You tell your family. Um, and, you know, just hopeful, health, healthy, hopeful communities, you know, um, this fits right in there. Uh, because we already have so much pain, you know, that, that we hold, um, and so we, to have a little bit of hope, a little bit of love, joy, peace around that. Yeah. Say yes. Be the do and donor, be the do and donor.
0: Thank you, Monica. Thanks for making time. Thank you for sharing your story. We want to thank your donor for giving you uh, life, uh, uh, you know, that second time. Uh, and really excited to have this conversation with you and for you to be the do and donor yourself, right? So as we wrap up National Don- Donate Life uh, Month, we really wanted to make sure we had this conversation with you. Uh, we also know we have another teammate. We just learned... Who also is a donor recipient. And again, I think we just got to continue to elevate you all's voices and create space.
1: No, um, she she's not a recipient. She's a donor.
0: She donated. Oh. She's a living
1: donor. And so wow. um, uh, you can donate, um, you know, a kidney. You can donate tissue. You can donate... Um, uh, skin I mean there's so many ways one person can save up to eight people's wow. lives it, but can impact up to 50 wow. positively right through donation one person and so she's a living donor nice. and, 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 and and as I said to her when I found out you know my because I have yet to meet my family my donor family mm-hmm. um, but each time I speak I speak with them in mind yeah. um and my, my, uh, my heart, you know, beats for them. Yeah. And it, it, I try to bring honor to uh, their gift. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, thank you. Thanks for uh, uh, letting me know, Latonya. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's multiple ways, y'all. Register to give. Uh, when you have uh, loved ones who are looking for an organ, go get tested to see if you're compatible uh there's always ways for us to be supportive and again as monica said this is about safe healthy and hopeful uh with love of our people and love for our communities uh so again monica thank you for sharing your story thank you for being the blessing that you are and i know that this uh was life-changing for you and your family uh, and we just appreciate you uh, for sharing and being here today so thank you all Uh, We'll have uh, the websites that uh, Monica talked about up around the podcast. So please make sure you, if you are not already registered to be a donor, go register. Uh, And if you have family and loved ones, uh, make sure you have that conversation with them too. So thank you. And we'll be back next month for another episode of the Journey Continues podcast. So again, look forward to talking to you all next month. Peace. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Journey Continues. Wanna give a special thank you to our guests for joining us and sharing their wisdom and their knowledge. Join us every month as we elevate new voices, strategies and resources to help us reimagine public safety and move us closer to our vision to create safe, healthy and hopeful communities for all young black men and boys and their families. Want to give a special shout out to our sponsor, Levi Strauss & Company. As a global iconic leader, Levi Strauss & Company knows that what they do and say matter. That's why they have pledged to support gun violence prevention efforts by providing grants to nonprofits who are working to end gun violence across the country. By elevating the stories of grassroots organizations who are successfully implementing violence prevention strategies in their communities and funding nonprofits who use digital tools and platforms to empower and lift up the voices of youth activists, Levi's believe that we can counter the gun violence epidemic in this country and make communities around this nation safer. To learn more about their goals, please visit their website at LeviStrauss.com. That's L E V I S T R A U S S dot com. We look forward to continuing this journey with you. Peace. See you next month.